You are listening to Talking Up Eagle Mountain, where we discuss a variety of topics related to Eagle Mountain City government, services, programs, and goals. I am Mayor Tom Westmoreland, and I will be your host for this episode. Uh, our subject matter for uh, today is crossing guards. We have uh, with us uh, Angela Valenzuela, our human resources manager, uh, Kimmy Thorpe, uh, one of our crossing guards, and also uh, Jessica Hansen, another Eagle Mountain City crossing guard. Also, uh, we have joining us again today, Deputy uh, Brent Butters, from our, one of our school resource officers. So welcome all. Uh, thank you for being here. Also on our production team, we have Evan Barrett and Linda Peterson. Angela, can we start with you? Can you give us a little bit of an overview of uh, our, our crossing guards' duties and the training involved? Um, well, their duties consist of um, assisting students in safely crossing intersections to and from school. Um, they want to make sure that traffic stops uh, to allow pedestrian crossing and related duties. So it's become a little harder with our recent growth, but this is the main scope of their duties. Um, we currently have 25 crossing guards on staff. These cover seven different schools throughout um, both city center and the ranches area, which equals 53 daily shifts, and which is 265 shifts per week. So it's quite a bit to manage, making sure that, I don't even think they realized we had that many shifts, but to make sure that all of these are covered and that we don't go without the kids having someone to help them there. That sounds like uh, quite a challenge to keep our crossing guards staffed. Uh, how can uh, how can people apply? I assume that we're uh, always in need of additional manpower there. What can you tell us? Well, this week is one of our first weeks. I think we have adequate coverage. Um, we have. Um, a couple of subs now, which is awesome, that will cover uh, last minute needed. And then we have our regulars. Um, it's nice to have Jessica and Kimmy here today because they are some of our senior crossing guards. They've both been here. Well, Jessica's been here almost six years and Kimmy's been here over six years now. So um, they, I'm sure they have quite a few stories to share. That sounds like some valuable experience. Uh, we might assume that being a crossing guard is just real simple, but there is training involved. What uh, what kind of training is required? So what we usually have them do is there is a DVD provided by um, U, um, SNAP, UDOT Crossing Guard Fundamentals. And in this, I usually have the guards watch it because it helps them. It demonstrates just basic techniques that they'd wanna use, um, depicts do's and don'ts for safely crossing kids, one of them that they show in here is just a simple thing of making sure the kid gets off their bike and walks safely across. A lot of kids I know are really defiant on that rule, and sometimes they don't listen, but it's just the crossing guards giving them that daily reminder to get off their bikes because if there was a car that were to cross, um, it's easier to ditch the bike and get them to safety than move a whole bike out of the way. So it's, it is a rule that I know that they call me on quite often. Kids don't want to listen. They can't physically remove them from the bike, but they can give them the daily reminders just to make sure that they're staying safe. Um, another thing that we do is 
at the beginning of the school year every year we do have a crossing guard meeting and everyone comes in we go over basic rules again and um, talk about new challenges that might be coming up in the school year this year with the traffic lights going in that was a major um, topic of conversation we have our streets department here we have the officers that come in as well to answer any questions at the crossing and they usually have really good questions that they know are going to come up and um, it, it takes quite a while, but it's, it's well worth it every year to go through that. Well, we know that there's a lot going on, particularly in the mornings with kids trying to get to school and adults trying to get to work. And so uh, certainly uh, safety is paramount there. And so this is, this is an important issue for us. And Kimmy and Jessica, thank you for being here. Uh, can you um, tell us how, how can our residents help uh, you know, what, what can they do to uh, keep crossing safe? What are, what are some of the, the problems that, that crossing guards face? What, 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 what do our residents need to know there? Stay off your cell phone. Uh, so I can't tell you how many times we see people on their cell phones trying to make a phone call or texting, and they're just not paying attention to the crosswalk or stop sign. Um, another one I think is... People tend to not use signals when they're in residential areas. As a crossing guard, I'm constantly looking at their signal because at my stop in front of Brookhaven, you've got, I'm crossing two crosswalks all the time. So I have to pay attention if people are turning right to come onto mine. And half the time people don't use them. So I'm like going and then they're going and I'm like, there's no signal, what are you doing? So (laughs) paying attention to make sure that your signals are and you're obeying all those traffic laws really helps us know what you're doing. So that's a big one. So paying attention and good communication, because you really, you are, you're out there directing traffic, whether it's pedestrian traffic or vehicle traffic to, you know, to some extent and uh, doing everything you can to keep, keep everyone safe and keep traffic moving along. So um, I'm sure you have some stories that you could share that, uh, that our residents might, our listening, excuse me, our listeners might be able to relate to uh, as far as uh, close calls, uh, both positive and, and negative interactions with, with drivers. What, what some, of the, some of the things you experience out there? Tell, tell, share with us some stories. Um, so eye contact is a big thing for crossing guards. You have to make sure that you're locking eyes with each driver before you go. I always kind of like go like that and wait for them to kind of be like, oh, I see you. And um, when the thing that drives me the most crazy is my cones are out and drivers are there and they're trying to tell the kids to go. And I'm like, I'm right here. And I'm waving to them like, don't tell my kids what to do. And I get to know all the kids' names and I'll be yelling at them, don't listen to them, listen to me. And um, unfortunately, um, one of the kids got confused and I told him to wait. A car told him to go. And a bus came around and almost hit the kid. The bus slammed on their brakes. The kid slammed on his and backed up. And I was like, I told you not to go. You need to listen to me. And he was like, well, they were telling me to go. And I'm like, don't listen to the cars. Listen to me. So that's always why I'm always telling cars, like, don't talk to them. I'm in charge. It's, it's really a big issue sometimes that if the cones are out, you don't need to say anything to the kids. <laughs> 
So certainly, uh, a residents when they're driving, they many of them try to be polite. But this is certainly an instance where that could cre- create a lot of confusion. So, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, so all eyes need to be on the crossing guard mm-hmm. and let the crossing guard uh, direct the, the kids and the, and the traffic. Great. Uh, w- what other stories? I'm, I'm sure there are more stories. Well, there's lots of stories that we all have, but um, we always make sure we, we like to shake our stop sign. We call it our fishing lure because sometimes they don't want to make eye contact because they're trying to, like, beat you is what I call it, see if they can not look at you as they go around the corner or, or something like that. So we shake our stop sign like a sh- nice shiny object. Look at the object, like a fish would. But we always make sure the kids stay on the other side of the road. So as you're crossing and you're in the center, so if a car likes to try to sneak around you, they're still safe. And we wait until all traffic is completely stopped and then we slowly allow the kids to come out. With the traffic lights uh, this year, that's changed um, changed the way things flow, changed the way things work. Uh, and certainly one of our busy areas is at Hidden Hollow. Uh, what, uh, what can you tell us about those changes uh, that can be helpful to uh, commuters, uh, particularly in the morning, uh, traveling to work and, and dealing with uh, the pedestrian traffic and crossing guards? I think is just pay attention and just be patient. Sometimes they're in the zone as I think we all get to that where we're just focused on trying to get to the next place, you know, where we're supposed to go to point A to point B. And they forget to pay attention to see if there is somebody out there or if the light's about to change. I can't tell you how many times it's hard as like the light's changing to red and the car's like, oh, I can make it before you get out there. But the lights, we had a, we have a Walkman is what we call it. We tell the kids, do you see the white Walkman? That means it's safe to cross, but you have to wait for us to come and then we'll allow you to go. And some of them try to think that they can beat it, but then it's where we have to hesitate and wait to cross. The other day, I believe the lady called Angela um, because we're having current construction going on by the lights because they're widening that, was it Hidden Hollow or Hidden Canyon Road? Um, so our crosswalk was a lot further behind than what it normally is. And the lady turning left to go into the school couldn't see us. Even though she had a flashing light, we had the right-of-way, and she came pretty close to hitting me and two other kids that were currently crossing with her parent. So I think it's just pay attention. It's Honestly, it's the most simplest thing in the world, but just pay attention to your surroundings. There is a lot going on. So uh, we've got uh, school zones, uh, those lights flashing. We've got uh, traffic lights uh, that uh, drivers are watching and our, and our crossing guards. So uh, certainly crossing guards and pedestrians are going to be the, uh, going to trump everything else. That's, that's what we need to watch out for. The lights are important, the lights will help but uh, it's really the crossing guard that's in charge and, and there to keep everyone safe. What should parents know, you know, along those lines? What, what should parents be telling their, their children to, uh, to, to help here uh, as far as walking, riding, uh, you know, staying safe as they, as they travel to school, particularly uh, when it comes to crossing traffic? I think with the new lights that we have set up in multiple areas of the city, 
they need to teach their children how to use the, the lights. A lot of kids think it's like a four-way stop where people are going to stop for them, so they start crossing before they even hit a light. So, sorry, so cars don't know that they're there. And I've seen a kid almost get hit by a car because they're not supposed to walk yet, but they don't. They don't realize there has to be a button because they've never been taught that there's a button. Um, also, the problem I have at my stop, I don't have a light at mine, but um, parents need to teach their kids that they have to wait until the cross guard's in the middle. Um, you're traveling east down my road. It, you're blind with that sun that's coming. A pony almost got hit because of the sun. Guy didn't see me. He was on his phone texting the whole time, and I'm waving to him trying to get my cone. Didn't see me. I moved. He hit my cone, and my cone flew. He dragged it all the way down the street, and I was like, yelling at him he didn't even care he just put the cone aside and drove on i was like are you kidding me so when people are coming down um golden eagle they're flying down until they hit that school zone and then they slam on their brakes and then they can't see like even the bus drivers are covering their eyes because they can't see that's why the kids have to wait until the cross guard's in the middle because they've made eye contact with all the drivers they've made sure everyone has stopped and then the kids can come there are so many times where I'm coming and they're trying to come and I'm like, stay. Like I tell them like dogs, like stay, stay, and now you can go and try to make it a game. But it's like they have to wait because in that morning time, it is so dangerous. This might seem like a cumbersome uh, and slow moving process, but it, it's that way for a reason, right? So uh, because there is a system to it and because there are safety issues. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, in the morning, the sun is low and very often will be right in, in a driver's eye. So, uh, yeah. So, though it may seem like it takes a little more time, uh, certainly the, the safety is well worth it. And uh, the crossing guards will get everyone on their way and to their destination safely. Well, great, uh, Kimmy and Jessica. Thank you for sharing those stories. And uh, we may come back to you in just a minute, so so be prepared. Let's uh, let's go now to uh, Deputy Butters. Uh, so uh, welcome again. Thank you for being here. Good morning, Mayor. So uh, Deputy Butters, can you share with us uh, some common problems with school crossings? Uh, uh, coordination of efforts between the sheriff's office, school, and city. So again, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, and as Angela mentioned, this is a year of adjustment, not only for the crossing guards with the new lights that have gone in, and also for the drivers, because we now have construction, two lanes in a lot of areas. There's a, there's an adjustment for the drivers. There's adjustment for the crossing guards. It's It's been a year of adjustment. And when those lights weren't functioning at the beginning of the school year, Deputy Dutson and I were there directing traffic for an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening for a few days until they finally got the lights up and going. Um, so it's been a big year of adjustment, but I know that Eagle Mountain truly does care about the kids' safety, and that's our overall goal, you know, is to keep the kids safe, and they've, they've tried everything they can, even though this has been a challenging year. But some of the things that I would see and that are problems in um, the school crosswalks, number one thing is speed. Um, Obviously, when the school crossing is going and the lights are flashing, the speed limit is 20 miles an hour. Um, if you're in a residential area uh, around one of the schools, the regular speed limit's 25. So you're slowing about five miles an hour there. If you're out like Hidden Hollow area, the speed limit 
goes from 35 to 20. That's a 15 mile an hour difference. So there's a big difference there in what um, happens. So um, the speed and we set up our speed trailer in the area. It was hit by a car that was going too fast. Um, the sheriff's office has done a lot of things trying to, uh, you know, mitigate some of these adjustments. Thank you. So what other stories can you share with us? Uh, how issues, uh, school crossings, accidents and school zones, et cetera, could have been avoided? Um, I think the key thing to remember is kind of patience for people. Um, when you're coming through and picking up your child at the time that school gets out, it's going to take you five minutes longer than it would just picking them up in the middle of the day because of the volume of the traffic, because of the crossing guards getting the kids, kids safely across the road. Um, to just have some patience and let things um, play out and not be in a hurry would be a huge benefit. Um, but we, we've done a lot of things. Um, I mentioned Dutton and I directed traffic. Uh, we've increased patrols in the areas. Um, which leads to more citations, more education, more people um, getting informed about uh, what the school zone is and to slow down to make sure that they're paying attention to the lights. Because when you're turning left into Hidden Hollow, um, if you creep out into that intersection and traffic doesn't stop until the light turns red, um, it's already crossing on the other side. And people are looking at the oncoming traffic, but they're, unfortunately they're not looking at the crossing guard who's crossing traffic the other way. And so they're kind of stuck in the middle of the intersection. So if you are turning left into Hidden Hollow, I would advise you not to creep out into the intersection too far so you can stay where you're at uh, and let the crossing happen. Um, and that backs up because there's only one road into Hidden Hollow and you get those cars backing up into the crosswalk at times. So as that main flow happens, we just have to have some patience and looking ahead. Deputy Butters, uh, have, we, have we seen uh, an increase uh, with incidents regarding distracted drivers? I know, well, here, here's one of the... Uh, the ironies, if you will, is, you know, we expand the roads, we make them smoother, better, we put in lights, and automatically people start driving faster. It, it's, just, uh, it's just a natural human reaction because you've got this bigger open road and, and what looks like clear passage. But at the same time, uh, we're a busy community. There's a lot of stuff going on. So uh, what can you tell us uh, about... Uh, distracted driving? Um, the number one I th thing I see are people on their cell phones as they're driving. And uh, in Utah, if you're using a hand-free device, you're allowed to make a phone call. But if you're manipulating the phone, uh, pressing buttons, texting, whatever you're doing, that's not allowed. So um, some of it is against the law, some of it is not with a cell phone. But it's a, it's a good idea and a good practice to not use your cell phone while you're driving. And I see a lot of people do that, and it's unfortunate because it is going to lead to a distracted driver, which in the situation we're talking about today, it, it, we're talking about kids' safety and them crossing the road, which is never going to be a good combination. Sure. So you wouldn't happen to have any statistics data in front of you, or even if it's uh, anecdotal observation, uh, have you seen an increase in those types of incidents? Um, I think we have seen an increase in those incidents, uh, 
but we're also seeing an increase in technology in the cars where it's easier to have hands-free um, which complies with the law so uh, there are an incident uh, there are an increase in those incidents but I did bring some statistics just of um, you know citations that have been issued traffic stops that have been made in Eagle Mountain those kind of things um, so between January 1st and September 30th of this year is what these statistics are from. Um, there's been 1,524 citations issued in the city of Eagle Mountain uh, by the sheriff's office. There's been 4,174 traffic stops. So in that eight-month period, you're seeing 4,000 cars get stopped and 1,500 of them receiving citations. That sounds like our officers have been busy. Yeah, they have. And with school crossings, there's always stuff that, um, you know, happens because of the volume of traffic, because of the kids' safety, which is important. And a personal story I can share about is I was going through a school crossing on my way home one day. Um, I believe it was at Smith Ranch Road. And I I pulled somebody over who blew through the crossing and, uh, you know, near the crossing guard. And uh, the crossing guard who's here today, you know, I, she saw me pull him over and she was jumping up and down happy that I was in the right spot at the right time. Um, you know, and it's one of those things that um, we just need to take some onus upon ourselves as drivers out there and realize that the kid's safety is important and realize that controlling our speed, using our patience, doing these kind of things it ultimately is going to lead to safer kids crossing the road. Yeah, Jessica, what what can you add to that? I was just going to say, I think sometimes the problem with like Smith Ranch is people don't understand what I'm doing. I can't tell you how many people would come over and pull off to the side of the road and go, am I allowed to turn right if you're over on the west side? And I'm like, yeah, the law is you can't cross my crosswalk if I'm out on it. They'd be like, oh, I had no idea. I thought it was like everybody has to come to a stop. So I think that's the issue. Teenagers, when they would leave Westlake, that's their whole thing. The minute I get out there, those kids are gone. They're like, I can go. And I'm like, I'm not off the crosswalk. And I'd yell at them. And luckily, I can catch a license plate pretty quick. So that's that's a great point. So it's not merely you being out of the lane. Mm -hmm. You have to be out of the crosswalk. Yes. And now that's both directions, right? Yes. You can't cross my crosswalk at all. And that's the biggest issue when you don't have the lights and stuff is people don't understand that. And they just go. And so in front of Brookhaven, I had a woman that kept turning right onto my crosswalk every day. And I'd yell at her and say, you're not allowed to. I even like waved at her and told her and she just flipped me off and went on. I was like, all right. So now I stand way far over. So if she's going to go, she's going to run me over. She doesn't do it anymore. It's awesome. Um, so I think that's hard because I don't think people even understand what the law is in regards to a crosswalk with their sign out there. Because there's a difference between having your sign and kids just walking across the road. And I think that's the big difference. They don't understand that I'm now the new stop and you abide by my stop. It's not the stop sign. And that's why we're having this podcast, because uh, traffic has changed and uh, gotten busier. And yeah, definitely we want everyone to know the role of the crossing guard and uh, changes in, in traffic patterns. 
And I'll just tell people that when they are uh, sitting there waiting for the crossing guard, um, wait till the crossing guard lowers their sign. That's your sign that you can now proceed through the intersection. So they're going to walk to the side with their sign up. And as long as their sign is up, you should stay stopped at the crosswalk. Once they lower their sign, then you can proceed. Great. That's that's good advice. So uh, this last round of construction and adding additional traffic lights, uh, one, uh, one light was back-ordered, if you will. It was delayed. And that is the Smith Ranch light. So that will be coming. Uh, Linda, have you, have you heard any dates on when we expect that? I, I haven't heard any updates lately. I haven't heard any recent updates, but I would imagine at this point it would be spring. Well, hopefully it's, it's on its way. So we, uh, we look forward to that addition. So uh, we'll uh, remind uh, drivers that that light will be coming. And now that's the light uh, right uh, at the, let's see, what would that be? The western side of, of like the Ridley's uh, mm-hmm. entrance. Uh, so there will be an additional light there that, uh, that is coming. We don't have an exact date at this time. Angela, what, what can you add? I was just going to mention, um, I know you, you hear some of the, the stories of how hard it is to be a crossing guard, um, especially with the changes being um, with the construction and everything in the city right now. And some can maybe think it's a thankless job. However, when I've stood in as a crossing guard as well, when a sub is needed, the kids are always very thankful. And that's one thing to remember. The kids will love you. Um, the kids know the crossing guards. When I go in, to, I remember Jessica was on maternity leave, and I covered a couple of her stops last year. And they're like, where's Jessica? Did she have her baby? And everyone wanted to know. And it's the, the kids become, it's like a, almost like a teacher to them. And they see them as such. So it is. it can be a very rewarding job as well. And um, just wanted to mention out there that we do have uh, the crossing guard position is open online on our website. You can go to eaglemountaincity.com and go to HR. And under jobs, you can apply to be a crossing guard there. There are emergencies that come up, and at times we do need subs. So we'll pull from that list, that pool of people that go in and apply there, and we'll save those applications. And when it is needed, we'll pull from that pool. Great. Well, we certainly want to thank our crossing guards, and we want to encourage our residents to appreciate the great value and the great service that they bring to our city. They're out there every day, rain or shine, uh, cold, dark. uh, They are there. Uh, And so uh, certainly uh, take every opportunity to show them appreciation and that we are glad that they're there keeping keeping our uh, children safe and getting them to school on time. So uh, in, does anyone have anything else they want to uh, add at this point? Uh, one more thing I'd like to mention, Mayor, is we've talked about crossings. Um, I'd also like to talk about buses when they're ah. stopping. Oh, excellent. Yes. Extending the sign. And, you know, it, if you're – if you're paying attention and stopping for the school bus while they're loading and unloading, because that's been another issue this year is Alpine um, reduced the uh, number of bus routes because if you live within two miles of the school, you're now in the walking zone. So there's been an increase 
and p- kids walking, which is increase in the crossing guard activity. But there's also still school buses out there. And just pay attention to the school bus. When their sign's extended, please stop um, and make sure that the kids load and unload safely. So when those buses are stopped and we see those lights flashing and we see the, uh, they have a little stop sign on the side of the bus that gets extended, uh, that's, a, 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 that's a serious stop. Right. Right. Yeah. And to drive past the school bus there. And I've I've pulled over a few people out here for doing that, driving past them while their lights are flashing and they're loading and unloading. Um, It takes just a minute again of patience, but um, you'll be able to go. And um, it's it's one of those things that we want to make sure not everybody, not not only all the students get to school safely, but they also cross safely after and before school. Great. Well, again, thank you all for being here, Jessica, Kimmy, Angela, and Deputy Butters. Uh, And uh, again, we ask our residents to uh, be particularly mindful of the traffic changes that take place and uh, of the the crossing guards and the school buses, uh, because we want to keep our our city safe, especially, especially our kids as they come and go to school. And we know a lot of our residents commute to work. And so uh, it's important to get them to work uh, quickly on time. Certainly, if they get pulled over, that's going, that's, that's going to ruin their day. <laughs> that's going to make them late. Well, sometimes there's just education involved there. <laughs> and that's part, of, that's part of the process. Mm-hmm. It really is. So again, thank you all for being here. This has been Talking Up Eagle Mountain. Please uh, tell your friends and uh, share this podcast. And thank you for listening. Hello, Evan here. If you would like to suggest a topic for a future episode of the podcast, you can send an email to info at emcity.org or send a text message to 801-358-1175. That's 801-358-1175. 1175.